As long as it's on the blockchain, bro, just take the chain and block it. That's what it's all about. Because it was a chain, but you're blocking the chain. So you don't want that chain. You're like, get out of here, chain. Get out of here, chain. And when you do that, you put a hold on the finances. And then when the hold on the finances is in effect because you blocked the chain, then the ROI is like VIP. So that's business 101. From Momland Productions and Facade Media. This is Are We Sure This Is Good with Rob Derland and Tim Mom. Welcome to Are We Sure This Is Good? I am Tim Mom, and with me, as always, is Robert Chase Derland. Say hi to everyone at home, Rob. Hello. Again, mm-hmm. it's me. I'm here. And I'm happy to be here. And so is Tim. Because he's just a happy guy. And that introduction is what it feels like to be friends with Rob. So this show is about uh, asking whether or not things are good. Is it good? Do people do it even though it's bad? Yeah. Uh, are we going to shine a light on that? Are we going to find something that's secretly good, not secretly good? Basically, we're going to. We're going to dissect things a little bit. We're going to take another look. A lot of different angles. A lot of different opinions. Uh-huh. And sometimes we discover things about ourselves uh, along the way. And that's been a lot of fun. Finding out yeah. superpowers were bad and that I agreed with you that superpowers are bad. That was, uh, that was a big deal. That was a big change. Um, most things end up bad. I mean, we might change the name of the show to, yeah, that's probably bad. Yeah, I'm but, worried about the availability of the URL. But yeah, it's probably bad.com. Yeah, there's no way that's available. Yeah, it's probably bad.com. What about, um, like with five M's? Yeah, it's probably bad.com. Well, you can always change up the number of M's. That could totally work. What if it, what if it was, this might not be good.com? Hmm. That's Are we sure this is good? Has a nice ring to it. And also yeah. is a domain that we bought. Oh yeah. Good point. So, so I'm going to say for now. Your business acumen <laughs> is well worth the vacuum. I know about the ROIs <laughs> and the IPOs. And the, and the cryptos. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're like a prism, a mind prism that we shine a light. We shine the light of just weird stuff into it. And there's a rainbow mm-hmm. of intellectual possibilities just spread out on the wall before us. And we look at all the colors of that rainbow through the, through the prism of what we're talking about. And we're like, hey, that's a weird color. Why is that color there? It's supposed to go Roy G. Biv. Where's the G? And it, why why is Biv missing the I? And the, that's like that's and like maybe this is a bad rainbow. Rainbow what, should have all the colors. What you were saying made sense at one point, and then you just kept talking. Like there was a nice little off ramp at intellectual possibilities, and then it just got beaten to death. Like how John Raphael raps. <laughs> he just he gets to the rhyme and then he just keeps doing a couple more words. You got to stop on the rhyme, man. I know. So, yeah, that's what the show is. And I usually say something weird after Tim says something important or insightful. And then I'll just say, like, look, there's a lot of pressure. Oh, you can stay the weird stuff. You want to stay the weird stuff this time? You go for it. I'll be the Tim. (sighs) Welcome to Are We Sure This Is Good? I am Tim Malm. I have a beard. Can you hear it? I know you can, because I have one. 
we talk about things that maybe were good, but aren't good, but could be good. Right, Rob? <laughs> I, was wondering how long, I was wondering if I could hold it long enough that you would crack and I cracked first and I'm upset with myself. Oh, I thought you were expecting me to also be Rob. Oh, man. That would be fantastic. What if at the end of the podcast, we realized that one of us didn't exist? That would be interesting. Yeah. Listeners, please email arewesuretheisgood.com and let us know which one of us does exist. It's really important to one of us and our children that that we exist. So let us know which one of us is the real one and which one of us is the uh, delusion. And Are you picturing a beautiful mind right now? Like, are, am I the Paul Bettany character that's not real? Or the Ed Harris character that's not Oh, I could be Ed Harris. That'd be fun. You could do an Ed Harris. I could see that. He's yeah. pretty in shape, though. He's got like a Clint Eastwood vibe to him. Yeah, he's grizzled. He's grizzled. He's old, but there's, there's no way you're going to win a fight with him at, at any point. So, I mean, how would, how would one person go about becoming so grizzled and in shape, you might ask? I, I then, would. What, what sort of advice would you give me on that? <laughs> you are steering the ship and I like it. Um, I think there's a, a difference between like feedback and advice. Like if you've already done something oh, and you want to know other people's opinion of it or how it could be better next time. I feel like that's honest feedback. So I'm just trying to differentiate between what advice is when we're asking whether or not advice is good. I think I want to know what advice is not. I want to narrow the way, it down a yes. little bit. By the way, we were we didn't get to it yet. I was trying to steer the ship that way, but I'm not a good I'm not a good shipsman. We're talking about advice and whether it's good. Now, Tim's saying that feedback isn't mm-hmm. advice. Feedback's not advice. I would say that feedback is advice in reverse. I'm really concerned about what you're going to have to do to edit that. Why would I? No, I'm just going. This is the show. The you whole thing's here, the show. You came here for the. You came here for the goods. And we're delivering. These are them. So this week on Are We Sure This Is Good, we're discussing advice. That's it. Yeah. That's all I have. Oh, you just wanted to do it? You wanted to do the thing I did, but with your voice? I didn't mean it to do it that way. I was trying to... I lost track of where we were. It's all right. It's and all right. now I'm circling way. back. I feel bad that you were doing a good job steering, and I was like, yeah. I was doing a terrible job. Okay. But yeah, it, Feedback is just advice in reverse. You're just asking for advice after you already did it. You're like, I did the thing. What are your advice? What is your reverse advice? What is, I'm trying to, I'm really trying to work in my head how to pronounce advice backwards, but it's not working. I could do Isivda? Isivda. What's your Isivda? That's what feedback, feedback is just Isivda. I think they're really different. I, I think if uh, advice happens before, advice is like, should I buy a house? Should I not buy a house? And you go to your parents like, hey, sh- uh, we're, we're thinking about getting married. We're thinking about buying a house. You want people's opinions on a decision that you haven't made yet. Feedback okay. is like, I made this thing. Tell okay. me your opinion of this thing. I feel like counsel can also be differentiated from advice uh, a little bit where it's like, I feel like counsel is trying to figure out what you really want. So if you were if you came to me with a question like, hey, should I should I do this thing with my life? Should I buy a house? That's a fun example. 
instead of me telling you, yes, you should buy a house or no, you shouldn't buy a house. I think council would be like, let's walk through it. And what, what are your reservations on buying a house and what makes you want to do it? What makes you not want to do it? And we're just talking through the pros and cons together. And I'm just acting as a sounding board. And then you still make the decision. I feel like advice a lot of the times is when people are making your decisions for you or giving mm. you so much input that they kind of steer your life ship in a direction that it might not have gone. And so that's why I'm, I'm down on advice generally. My, my gut reaction is that advice is bad because people should make their own choices. And if you're having trouble making a choice, I don't know that advice is a good thing. Because I think one of my theories is that you're going to go to the person who's going to give you the advice that you want to hear anyway. Yeah. Like if you wanted to quit your job, you should call me and say, hey, Tim, should I quit my job? I'm like, yes, I, I'm, I'm pro job quitting. That's just one of my things. And so if you called me to ask whether or not you should quit your job, you already want to do it. And so then you're just kind of asking me permission for you to be you. And that's that's not a good thing to do. People shouldn't ask permission to be themselves. And I feel like if advice is that, then it's definitely bad. Okay. What's, okay. What's your thoughts on advice? Do you, do you agree on the differentiation between feedback and advice? Uh, I st- still kind of think that feedback is just advice after you've already done it. If I bought a house and later I, I bought this house, Tim, what do you think of this house? You're like, you shouldn't have bought this house. I mean, you would have said the same thing. I just asked you too late. Sure. But that's so, the thing. I think that's what makes it not advice because the decision has already happened. So like on the timeline, anything before the decision is advice, everything after you've already done it is is going to be feedback. So, I mean, there's that. I also, I think we're going to be on the same kind of pages here. Reading from the same book. You know what I'm saying? Just, we, got the, we got it from the same library or wherever. Where do you get books now? Internet? The library. They still have libraries. What? Yeah, they're everywhere. So what? Like, what tab on Amazon do I go to get to that? You go to omahapubliclibrary.org. Do I type that in the Amazon search bar? Yep. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Anyway. You actually just buy the library. It's crazy. (laughs) Amazon bought Zillow. It's all one thing now. And you can just buy houses. They can't deliver them as fast as as they do most of their packages. But but. you can do two-hour pickup at the Walmart Amazon warehouse if you want to. Mm -hmm. Obviously. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to echo a lot of things you were saying about advice. I do think there's kinds of air quote advice that, you know, when you mix it with empathy and a plan that work. And uh, sometimes it's just nice to be asked for advice, even though you should not ask me for advice on anything. So, yeah, that's that's kind of my thoughts. There's There's ways it can be handled. It is I nice have- to ask people for advice as a sign of respect. I see that. Like if you make a big life choice without talking to people in your life that you care about and whose opinion you value. I'm just picturing like your in-laws or your folks or whoever are are those people in your life. If they aren't consulted, sometimes they can get offended. And I definitely don't mean it that way. I don't want to offend people. I just feel like constantly asking for other people's permission to do things or other people's direction is really just you working through your own inability to make a decision. And I don't think that's good. And I think leaning into that and leaning on others to make all your choices for you is bad. Okay. Okay. That's kind of where, where I'm, that's where I'm coming from. 
I respect that. <laughs> so you talked about empathy. How does that relate to, to advice for you? So here's what I'm going to give, lay out sort of my thoughts on the, on the advice. Sometimes when people come up to you and ask for your advice, even if you know you're not going to give good advice, can feel good to contribute to somebody's life and be a part of what I call the rhythms of human connection, which backstory on that, I had that blurb right as I was falling asleep last night and I knew I had to write it down just because it sounded so good. So It does sound nice. We should trademark that. (laughs) So just being a part of the rhythms of human connection where you're, you know, people are connecting with you about their life and you're like, and they want to know, hey, what should, what about, should I buy a Hyundai Sonata or a Honda Accord? And you don't know anything about cars. And then you're like, you know, I really think you should get the Hyundai Sonata because it's all about the rhythms of human connection. And it's the very, Sonata. I was going to say, it's very true. And, and people, when people talk about cars, they always end up like with a car anecdote. Like, don't buy uh, a Nissan. I had a Nissan once and this terrible thing happened. Like I, I ran over a chicken and it ended my marriage. It has nothing to do with a Nissan, but they have a story for you about why you shouldn't buy the Nissan and you should go get that new Hyundai Sonata. Do you keep saying Hyundai Sonata because you've seen the new Hyundai Sonata ads everywhere? Because you're also a family man in his 30s? No, it's, maybe. Maybe that has entered my subconscious. It's just the first thing that came up into my mind. Okay. Hyundai Sonata. Well I, was, well, I was in the whole rhythms mm-hmm. and a Sonata music. Uh-huh. Music, Mozart. I'm, Let's do it. I'm connecting my fingers together. Mm-hmm. They can't see that. Rob's meshing his fingers it. together in a connective way. Yeah, so the this is here we are. Mm-hmm. We're connecting. We're making the we're making that jazz. This is the rhythm of human connection right here. But sometimes you want to elevate to the higher clef with some advice. I'll cut that. Maybe I won't. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it's just nice to you know, like I, it's just nice to be asked and to be able to give it. Although I don't think that's a good thing when you do give that advice because it's usually more reflective of what you want than what the person wants. There can be inherent biases, but I feel like what you're talking about with the rhythms of human connection cannot be about like acknowledging your expertise. Like if I was going to get a gaming PC, I would definitely want your advice because that's different than what do I do with my life? It's like, Hey, you know what you're doing here. And so that's a nice human rhythm where it's like, you need to find the person in your circle who knows about this and go ask them. That's a great example, I think, of those those human rhythms you're talking about. And it does feel good to be asked. I, I totally agree with that point. Yes. Yeah, so it feels good to be asked. It feels good to give advice. But I think that your lens is probably, well, unless you're in the case of the, ex, if you're an expert in your field, that's a different story. That's, go ahead and do that. Sure. That's a good thing. Uh, but your lens is probably too narrow to really focus on someone else's life and get the whole picture there because you don't know what they've been through and you're probably just shaping things in what you want, you know, really. Because you you want a Hyundai Sonata because you <laughs> saw the commercials. Well, I think to add on to that, they're only showing you the facts that they want to show you. Like, 
you're going to be biased in your advice because of all your own worldviews. They are only sharing a portion of their life with you. They're probably holding things back, maybe subconsciously, but they're only giving you the facts that they want to give you because they already know what advice they want, if that makes sense. Yes, exactly. So it's a whole, it's a whole sort of rhythmic loop where you're playing a song, but it's just kind of repeating over and over again because you're giving them what you want and they're giving them, they're taking from you what they already wanted because they knew that they were going to get what this thing that they wanted from you. It's a whole sort of Ouroboros of rhythm eating itself. So underneath the, the flowery language, are you saying that advice doesn't matter because people are going to do what they want to anyway, but it's nice to be in conversation and have a sense of community about it? Sure. I just wanted to say weird stuff and have people listen to it. But if you're able to pick something important and insightful out of that, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I'm so, going to yeah. go with. Yeah. So I like to be a part of that. And I think fun. people like to be a part of that. But I don't think that it's, I don't think that that's good or productive for the reasons that you've stated. People are already wanting what they want and you're giving them either what you want or what you think they want. So it's not a productive thing to do. I guess maybe it doesn't mean that doesn't make it bad. Is productivity enough? It still could be good. If I guess if both parties come away feeling better about themselves, that's all right. Yeah. But I mean, the advice that you give them may lead to bad outcomes. So that's bad. There's a lot of there's a lot of nuance here that I didn't I didn't see coming. Yeah, I, I think no, that I don't know. the timing of the advice questions matters. I think the reason you're asking matters. If you're asking for expert advice, I think that's different than just should I get a Hyundai or a Nissan. I think if you legitimately know someone who's good at things and you want their take because you're acknowledging their experience, I think that can be a really positive thing. Mm. But mm-hmm. then if you just want to, you know, BS with someone in the office kitchen about what car to get, because that's what you're talking about. And that's the decision that's consuming you at that very moment. Then yeah, it can be a giant waste of time. So what, what sorts of grander questions are you thinking, this is maybe going too far ahead. What sorts of, so that's that's the expertise in BSing. Mm-hmm. What kind of advice are you thinking of as like, this is true advice, like life path advice? Like what job to get, whether okay. or not you should quit a job. If you got into multiple colleges, which college you should go to? Is it too early to propose? Like big life questions where you would like sit down with someone generally older than you. Uh, if it's a parent, an uncle, whoever that close person is in your life, maybe it's a sibling. And just say like, hey, I've been thinking about this. Should I do it? If you're asking other people if you should propose, the problem is not the proposal. We are asking the wrong question. The problem is why are you incapable of making these decisions on your own? Why do you want input? Why would you want anyone to ever tell you? what you're going to do with that big of a decision. Like you should want to grab the reins and steer that ship yourself. And then you put people in a terrible position because if someone says, no, no, you shouldn't go to school. And then you go, now there's a rift in that relationship. Or especially if the relation, if the advice question is also based on a relationship, should I break up with Susan? No, no, you shouldn't. She's great. And then you break up with her or the reverse, which is even worse. Like, should I break up with Susan? Yeah. And then you stay together. And now they're your friend that told you to break up with your girlfriend. And then they just, you're just there. It's awkward. Okay. I feel like a lot of it feels really middle school, high school relationship wise, where it's like, 
that's a thing a 16-year-old kid would do is ask his buddies if he should break up with his girlfriend. I don't think it's a thing a grown-ass man should do because if you want to be in the relationship, you should be in it. Oftentimes, regardless of what other people think, not because of what other people think. So, well, okay. So, to that point of those bigger life questions, I have on occasion been asked about those sorts of things and just swimming in the rhythms of human connection have given advice just because it feels so good to be a part of that. And my advice was bad and always wrong because I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Do you feel that you were... I too. Two things real quick. Yeah. How often are you going to say the rhythms of human connection and are you going to be offended if I laugh? And two, did you feel like you could just not give advice in any of those scenarios? I sh- that's the thing. I, I shouldn't have given advice because it was, it was bad for me to do it probably. Okay. I, I lack the part of the brain that is good with empathy. Um, so... And, you know, focusing my life through other people's life is hard. I don't do that so well. Um, So when people ask me for advice, I'm just thinking of like in a scenario in a movie or something or something far removed from reality. And then I give advice on something like, should I break up or stay together with this person? And I'll think of the last time I saw it in a movie and how well it turned out. And I'll be like, yeah, stick together. Do it for the kids. And like, what? Yeah, do it. Just stay. You're gonna. This is gonna turn out great. I can see it, and that's really just based on uh, love, actually, or something, okay. and not reality. And then that turns out to be bad for them, and and you know, so they shouldn't have talked to me. So just don't ask me advice is the main thing. But if you're going along with those rhythms of the human connection, trademark 2021. Are we sure that's good? And you're just doing that to be a part of that, and maybe you don't know. You don't have the right life experience or the empathy to, you know, be a part of that correctly. That's bad. And you shouldn't do it. And I shouldn't have done it. So if I've done that to you, please email us and tell me where I gave you bad advice. And I will send you a handwritten apology with a sealed wax seal and a nickel. Mm -hmm. And I've inscribed something inspirational, but that is not advice. Just like general aspiration, like go for it. or you're the champ on that nickel, but nothing that says quit your job or anything. So that's what I'll do for you. Okay. That's the, that's the Rob guarantee. I will always encourage you to quit your job uh, because if you're thinking about quitting your job, odds are you should probably be quitting your job. But I, I, I think you want to move away from some of the, it feels like you're feeling guilty uh, about advice that you've given. And I would encourage you to dissect that or disable it, or I don't know what the word is. I don't think you should be feeling guilty because of other people's life choices. If they came and asked you for advice, it's because they had no idea what to do. And they probably were going to make a terrible decision anyway. That's why a lot of times advice doesn't make any sense. I think the thing to do would be to have said, you know, I don't, I'm not really sure that I'm the best person that you should talk to about this. But a solid option. A good, you know, just felt good to be part of the Rhythms of Human Connection. So, Are any people in prison because of your advice? Uh, just three. Okay. But they had it coming. They know what they did. <laughs> anyway, Rhythms of Human Connection. Trademark 2021. I'm sure this is good. So, give it. I just think that I could have handled that better. And I think if you're giving advice based on the last movie you saw, that's bad. Okay. 
And if you're giving advice, and like you said, there's always the option to say, maybe I'm not the best person that you should be talking to about this. Think about that. Think about that. And if you're seeking advice and somebody tells you that, think about who you're asking for advice and what you were expecting to get from them and dissect that a little bit. But I think giving advice under those pretexts is bad. Mm -hmm. But I was, it's interesting because it seems like you were coming at this from more of the advice seeker and I was approaching things more the advice giver. I didn't really think about that because again, I don't have the capacity to think outside what I was thinking of in my own brain. So it's interesting. I was definitely looking at, yeah, from the advice seeking perspective. So yeah, it sounds like we've attacked this two, two different ways outside of the rhythms of human connection, <laughs> which is a phrase I'm trying very hard to take seriously. Um, <laughs> do you have any other advice thoughts? Are, are they all based on the advice giver? Uh, well, just this, kind of the source of advice. You know, when you, I just tried to do, again, some cursory Googling. A lot of advice comes from like sales funnels and like advice columns, which again, the, the sales funnels ones will be like, are you looking for advice on your finances? But it's from like a, like a, like a broker and it's just all to get the, to get you in there. So yeah, on online advice where it's like, I want the best lawnmower and it's, they're not going to tell you what the best lawnmower is. They just have the top 10 lawnmowers for sale on Amazon. And they've, that. they've scraped that and you can click on those, but really you just went to Amazon and typed in lawnmower. You don't know <laughs> that because you, there's a dummy site up that has them and they get a small commission for sending you to Amazon, but it's not actual advice. You're not looking at, other, you're not looking at lawnmowerexperts.com. Lawnmowerexperts.com is owned by me, and all I do is put up the top ten selling lawnmowers on Amazon on it. So that's bad. That yeah. whole thing, that whole system of, you know, just funneling people in you know, who are searching for wisdom or guidance, and then funneling them into, into some products that you want to sell is just a bad thing in general. So that part's just objectively bad. Uh, but there is. There is this is the good cart part of advice, and it probably does more f- fall under counseling. Uh, it's a book I read because I do read a book or two mm-hmm. by Guy Kawasaki called Enchantment. It's Enchantment, and it's not really a book about advice, but the way that he approaches and you can apply this to advice is that you do what I said I kind of can't do, and you work for you think in the mindset of what is best for the person that that's asking for the advice. So you would take yourself out of the equation and you go full empathy mode and you're like, what, what am I looking for? What is best for this person? And it's not only that, but it's, it's when you take something, when you take a lot of empathy into a situation and you also add some concrete, concrete steps into accomplishing a goal or the, the path of advice into it. And I think that's really the good kind of advice, you know, counseling, life coaching sort of thing. So I think that sort of thing, if you can do it correctly, is great. If you can give that kind of advice, it's nice. amazing. No, it sounds really good. Like that, I think sometimes advice devolves into like whining where you're just like, I, I wish this were different. And how do I change this? And moving into concrete steps and actionable things that you can do like that. I feel like, yeah, that's that's a. Uh, or the role of a friend, the role of a sounding board, the role of a, a counselor of some kind, where it's like, hey, this is how we can make this better. This is how we can build your decision tree and help you find what you want to do. Instead of me telling you that you shouldn't wear that shirt, let's move into 
getting to where you want to be. So, and, you know, conversely, if you're giving people this advice and you're, you know, breaking it down into concrete steps and they're picking it apart and like, yeah, I could, but, you know, you know, I just, and that, then you, you can see that they're trying to steer you in a direction and they, like you right. said, already want the thing and they're just seeking affirmation for what they were going for in the first place. So, yeah. And you can see that that's a bad advice seeking from them. So, so yeah, but that's, that's my, that's, I think it can be good when done by the right person. At, you know, I think we're on the same page, right person, right time, right frame of mind, concrete steps, lots of empathy. That's the advice you want to get. But if you do ask for, ask me for advice, I do have a system. It's called the Rob system from now on. It's R-O-B, R for reach out. You're reaching out to me or uh, through our website. Are we sure this is good? Are we sure this is good at gmail.com? If you want to reach out to me for advice, this is the system. Reach out, R. That's the first part of Rob. Oh, open your mind. I'm, you know, the things you're going to get from when you ask me for advice might be a little different or weird or not really advice. Mm-hmm. So open your mind and be, and this is the most important one, be ready to figure it out for yourself because I don't really want to give anybody advice. You should probably just go out there and figure things out because um, I think that's the best way better than advice most of the time. I feel like your advice is that people shouldn't ask you for advice. That's true. That's definitely the main point. <laughs> Which is just delightful. Don't ask me for advice. And in general, I would say don't ask anybody for advice. You know, if you if you have a trusted mentor or coach or mm-hmm. counselor, work with them on things. Yeah, I think the deeper the relationship is, the better the advice is going to be. I think yeah. that's definitely true. Yeah, but I, I think the best way to, if you're looking for advice, is to just figure that out. You know, I, did, I, I, I don't know if you have this, Tim. Like, yeah, this is not just an advice, but do, like you are you, you seem like me where like if you want to do something, you just like go figure out how to do it. Like you're not like give me a asking, for instance. Give me an example. Like you want to replace the boards on your deck. Yes. You you kind of just went out and did it and looked up the resources yourself. Yeah, I gave uh, that a good and then I went and got a oscillating saw and then I did it. So like I know people who know they have to do things, but they just ask other people how to do it. And Mm -hmm. it's just like that. I don't, that frustrates me. And maybe this is just like, just a stupid thing to talk about, but it frustrates me when people like ask me or ask in general how to do something when I didn't ask anybody, I just, I trialed and aired it or I just figured it out, you know? It's no, just like, I, I think it's incredibly frustrating. I know, that's, it, that's the dick. That's the dick move. Like when people are on a thread and like, oh, how do I find? How do I get to the next level in uh, Monster Hunter? And then they just paste a link to Google underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the dick thing to say, but I just think you know, I, is it critical thinking? I don't know what it is, but it it, it bothers me that when people don't do that, and it. I don't know. That's that's kind of a dickish thing to say, but I don't like that. <laughs> it's not at all. I, I think there's two different things. One, uh, I was going to say it. A lot of advice falls into the the fallacy yeah. that there's only one way to do something. There's probably five different ways you could have fixed my deck. Um, I just picked one that involved honestly the least lumber. Uh, the video game thing is a bad example because a lot of times there is only one way to beat a video game, and people not that true. walk through is not not, not anymore. 
in the example Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. there is 14 different weapons Same. and they all do, they all have, they're basically all different games inside of Monster Hunter. And oh, you can okay. attack the hunt, you can attack the monster from various angles. You could trap the monster if you don't want to kill. So it, there's lots of different ways to do things, even in video games now. But, but so yeah. There, I feel people are looking for the way to do it instead of finding a way that works for them to do it. And that is why it is so frustrating. Yeah. The, uh, well, even in video games, even with there's a, like it's multiple ways to beat a level or a monster, mm-hmm. people are always into min-maxing, air quotes, min-maxing, where you want, like you would want to take the minimum amount of damage possible in the game by having the absolute best gear and do the maximum amount of damage to the monster. Okay. Yeah, you're looking so, for perfection of some kind. And, it, and you know, and going for that, just try, going for that in a video game or in life is not a good way to approach things anyway, because you can enjoy the game without min-maxing. Yeah. <laughs> you can, it, you, sure, you could kill the giant monster in one and a half minutes when it's supposed to take you 15 if you know all these things, but... I don't. I don't think that that's an optimal experience for everybody. And I don't know. You know, you, sh- you shouldn't necessarily want that. No, and it that's, gives rise to a bunch of terrible, scammy type people in these corners of the internet that are trying to sell you shortcuts on how to do something. Like, I want to know how to do the get rich quickly. Obviously, is the the number one scammy thing on the internet. But I want to know how to get famous quickly. I want to know how to get to ten thousand Instagram followers. I want to know. I don't know how to start a podcast. Which is definitely well, something we Googled before we started. But step one is just start talking into a microphone and then you figure things. I feel like we've gotten a little bit better at production and a little bit better at doing it as we've done it because it's iterative. It builds on itself by by doing it, not by asking other people how it's done. Exactly. So that's that's my whole thing is just go out and, and we've said this in other, in other episodes, just kind of go do it. <laughs> I, I don't think you can say that enough. I, I feel like a lot of times people are doing what you're talking about. I like the idea of min-maxing in a video game and trying to apply that to real life. Like, oh, I don't want to go try it until I know that I can do it in a perfect way. It's like, well, you'll never know that. So stop asking people how they did it and go try to do it. And I, I think a lot of the outcomes will be better. You'll gain experience. You'll gain knowledge. Yeah. These are just, all good I things. I was just doing that. I was getting frustrated at this game. I was talking about Outriders. Mm-hmm. I was getting frustrated at it. So I was looking, I looked up the best build and I shouldn't have done that. I looked up the best build for my class. And this guy was showing a build where he was like, you can clear challenge tier 15, which is the highest difficulty of the end game where you're just doing these like insane challenges. He's like, I can clear these rooms in 30 seconds. And, and I was like, well, and then he started going over his gears like, well, I don't have that. I don't have any of that. You're supposed to roll for you're supposed to roll for critical damage and this and that. I was just rolling for healing. And, you know, everything about my build was my my gear and everything was wrong. And then I started to think about, wait a minute, he's clearing the, he's clearing the end game rooms in 30 seconds. What is the point <laughs> of the whole process of the whole game anymore? Why is, why are you playing? You have the absolute best gear in the game. You're done playing why why would you want to get there any faster than normal this is this is insane so i don't know if any of that's anything but there it is that's that's all i got i I think there's definitely something there where the the experience itself 
is the thing that you're after. The the journey matters and making it so the journey is as simple and as painless as possible is going to result in diminished returns on on really everything. Not to make the game a complete allegory for life, but it really kind of is at this point. Um, well, I mean, if 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 the, if your life was a game, is the whole point to be dead faster? But mm-hmm. leaves the whole point to get to the end of it quicker. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm done talking. I the only thing I wanted to ask you about or comment on. Oh no, I'm one of those people. This question's more of a comment. Oh, that sounds terrible. It's okay. It's okay to hate yourself. Oh. <laughs> Just a little. Everyone um, does it. No, but I feel like the people who only enjoy video games when they're clearing floors in 30 seconds and that don't have any fun finding the things and building the things. It's just... This game, by the way, came out like a week and a half ago. Okay. So so the people who are (laughs) done playing it already, that just seems sad to me. Well, and it just feels like you should, especially in life and maybe also in complicated video games... You need to be able to find the fun and enjoyment in in the steps that get you there. Like building a deck for me is not a fun thing to do, but like my son is only five and he was like had a lot of questions about a drill and a lot of questions about an impact driver. And I got to talk to him and he handed me screws and then like he actually pulled the trigger on the impact driver while we were fixing the deck. And when you're leaning into it and just enjoying the process, you you learn a lot. And I learned by screwing up. I stripped the hell out of a screw, and it was you learn by you learn by screwing down. <laughs> I was trying to screw down. I was trying to screw uh, these stairs together, and uh, I stripped the head, and the screw was halfway in. So I have a three inch deck screw that is halfway into the wood, but no longer has a head to it. And out of I am so terrified. <laughs> No, what I ended up doing was I just whacked the top of it with a hammer sideways. So I came at the screw sideways and I turned it into a candy cane shape. And once you have a candy cane shape, you can just screw it with your fingers. You can unscrew this giant metal candy cane from your deck and throw that thing away. And I would not know that right now if I hadn't screwed up my stairs and tried to fix them. This sounds like if Saw were a porno. (laughs) If you just bend it into a candy cane, it's easier to screw. (laughs) This all sounds horrifying. (laughs) Anyway, finding fun in the journey is the thing I was agreeing with you about. You have to find fun in the process. Find fun in the getting there. And fun, happiness, it's a thing we say to our kids all the time, is happiness is a choice. Anyway, when when my son doesn't want to play a game that my daughter wants to play, it's like, well, that's when we say it. We say happiness is a choice. Like, just play her game and then she can play your game. But, like, it's all games. It's all fun. Just because she didn't want to play Legos and you didn't want to play Frozen doesn't mean that both aren't fun. Play-Doh is just as fun as Legos. Just lean into it. Have have fun with it. Enjoy the process. So, anyway, I yell happiness is a choice at my kids a lot. Hopefully that makes me a good dad. You yell it? What is the timber and tone of your voice when you yell happiness is a choice? Well, if they're outside and they're oh. like, she wants to do the thing on the house and I just wanted to walk around with the puppies that I'm yelling through the kitchen window, like, happiness is a choice. <laughs> I said his name again. Damn it. 
Happiness is a choice. Mm -hmm. You can choose your destiny or your doom, but you should be happy either way. She chose down. (laughs) That's from Labyrinth, when she has to choose up or down from the talking hands. Oh, yeah. She chose down. Anyway, I agree with your video game point. And I, I think it exists in a world beyond just people who play video games all the time. I just finished Assassin's Creed Valhalla and there's a myriad of ways to beat the game. They're all satisfying. Uh, it's a giant exploration. It feels more lifelike. I feel like that's where video games are headed into these decision webs. They're they're not linear because that's how life is. And so when you're trying to embody this character and get lost in the game, it makes sense that you can make all these choices and mistakes and still just keep moving forward and playing because that's what life is like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with your video game analogy at all. And the more I think about it, the more I like it. Yeah. Video games are awesome. Well, my big idea about uh, advice uh, or, or the way I came at it, like you said, I, I came at it from the advice seeker. The person who wants advice, not the person who's giving it. So I like that we came at it two different ways. But when I'm thinking about advice, I'm thinking about design by committee, which never works and is a terrible idea. And design by committee always makes me think of movies because movies are kind of necessarily designed by committee. That's how the system works. There's a writer who is usually different than the director. There's a studio who has a say in all these decisions. So you have all these creative voices And once you're familiar with how movies are made, you're watching a movie and you can see like, oh, this was either one rewrite away from being really good or it was three three rewrites too many. Like there's a a mountain. And as you rewrite and and refine your movie, you, you hit your peak. And then if you keep going, you just go down the other side of the mountain. It doesn't escalate. It's diminishing returns. And eventually you're you're hurting it. And I feel like. So for my analogy, it's going to be movies. I, I totally get your video game analogy and I don't disagree at all. And I'm, just the way I came at it was, if you're asking other people what your movie should look like, you're not writing your movie. And if you're not writing your movie, it's going to be a crap movie. And I don't know, design by committee doesn't work for anything, let alone, you know, human beings in life. <laughs> uh, as soon as you get a lot of people wanting different things... I mean, if you're asking a bunch of people, it it does feel like if you are designing by committee your life, which is a terrible idea, but the more people you ask for advice on a decision, it does start to feel like you're putting a bunch of relationships on a, like straining them a bit. (laughs) Yeah. And then you're, and then you're beholden to all these people. If you went to all of them for advice and they gave you different things, you're like, oh, wait, no, I'm going to piss off five of these people. Nuts. Well, and you're giving them permission to judge you because you asked to be judged. You're like, hey, so when people say, no, you shouldn't do this, is it because you're not the kind of person that does that? Like, hey, am I ready to get married? Is it like, oh, no, not yet. You need two more years of maturity before you can go get married. Now, like you're literally opening the door to that kind of that kind of criticism. And I feel like (laughs) a lot of it can be push you into an overly cautious place and an overly cautious place to bring it back to movies. Like everyone knows how to make a mediocre movie. You follow these beats, you get a decent actor and then you just go. But like me, mediocrity is, is the devil when it comes to life choices. You don't want to just keep asking for advice so that you end up in this happy little middle place where you make about $180 million 
uh, domestic and 300 million worldwide and there's no sequel, but Hey, we didn't lose any money. Like that's- I was just picturing. I was just picturing somebody uh, simmering in maturity juice. Someone else opens the oven. They get pulled. You're like, mm. oh, no, two, two more years till marriage. Uh, the red thing hasn't popped out yet. You need to you need to wait. <laughs> but no, I think um, just while we're speaking metaphors, it's kind of like cooking because if you keep tasting and revising and tasting and revising, like while you're cooking too much you just end up with this hodgepodge of a mess. Like at some point you just need to stop, stop adding seasonings, put it in the oven and what comes out comes out. And then maybe it'll be better next time. Uh, so then again, it's, it's iterative like we were talking about, but does that make sense? What I'm saying? Like, do you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Have you ever I mean, sought advice and regretted seeking it? Oh, me, you know, I'm trying to, uh, Oh, I did ask for job advice once. Yes, I did ask for job advice once from somebody I looked up to quite a bit, and uh, I I didn't know I I didn't know how to take the advice. It was kind of not great advice as far as being clear cut. And I well, I was wanting to quit a job, and I did quit the job, like you said, because I wouldn't have wanted. I was I wouldn't be looking at the other job anyway. But uh, that didn't end up working for me, uh, and then I went back to the first job because I didn't. It turned out. I just didn't have experience in jobs. Mm. Didn't know how good my job was, but that's that's the one that sticks out to me. But I guess I don't. I'm not. Again, I'm not one that goes looking for advice that often. I'm more of a just do it, uh, which is a. I oh, doesn't has anybody ever used that phrase? Just do it. It's like a good thing that that's like a good thing to live by. I think. I think yeah. A little quip. We have three trademarks to file as soon as we stop recording. We have the rhythms of human connection. Yeah. Go for it. And and just do it. Yeah. And I think we're going to be pretty rich. See, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'll, I'll think on that, but I don't, I don't get, I mean, I, I've worked, I've worked with counsel or like uh, sort of life coach type people at work for career development. That was more of just more of a looking at different paths to, you know, get better at jobby job stuff. But I don't know if that kind of goes along with what you're thinking, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really ask for a ton of advice. Should I ask for more advice, Tim? Definitely not. Please don't. <laughs> no, I, I think it doesn't work. And you hit on this earlier, but like the advice doesn't work because we pick the people that we're getting advice from. And we do that in order to get the advice that we want. You want to quit your job? Ask me. If you think you should buy a dog, you should ask my wife. And... <laughs> If you're constantly cherry picking and looking for people like a a random Twitter survey would probably give you better results than you Mm. going and picking a person. Scientific advice. Yeah. That's that's interesting. If the committee is big enough. The wisdom of crowds. It should carry you. You should be fine. But also don't ask anybody because every person is unique. Like it's not. We're not figuring out the exact right way to build a car. We're figuring out what you want to do. And you have a bunch of complicated, weird, emotional stuff going on in your head. And no one knows any of that. At most, they might know like 20, 30%, 40. But there's so much that we have going on that it's hard to articulate how we're balancing the decisions that we're making. And the idea that someone else's point of view is going to be helpful, I think, is very overrated. So seeking advice, don't do it. Generally. Uh, and not to, we, we kind of already talked about the differentiation between 
feedback and advice. But I would double down on that and say like feedback advice is probably the best kind because you've already done something and you want you want to know what people think about it. Maybe because you're going to do it again because and then okay. it, and then it would be advice. I think feedback is feedback is different than advice in my head and would probably be the best kind of advice to get. Like if you wrote something and it's done, this is a thing that's done. What do you think about it? But early advice before you've actually finished anything, before you've made a choice that can get feedback, early advice is the absolute worst because like an idea is like a little baby bird and you're showing someone your baby bird. And instead of saying, hey, that's a cool baby bird, they're like, it'd be cooler if your bird was red or (laughs) maybe you should have bought a baby tiger. Like it's your job and that's on you. It's not, it's not the bird's fault. You're the one who's supposed to be protecting this baby bird. And instead of protecting the baby bird, which is your idea in this metaphor, you've gone out and just showed the baby bird to a bunch of people and let them shit all over it instead of protecting it and letting it become the beautiful hawk that it was meant to be. And then like, Hey, I, I bought this hawk. What do you guys think? Your hawk is awesome. It's flying around. It's killing mice. It's great. Larry the hawk. Fantastic purchase, Tim. Have you seen my left eye? Um, <laughs> your hawk was nearby. My face is bleeding a lot. But you uh, shouldn't have asked anyone's opinion. You should have just fed your bird and kept it safe. And then, <laughs> so anyway, I, I think early advice can be can be a mind killer because so b- before you do the thing, you're giving away your agency a little bit. Exactly. And- I could not have said that better myself. Instead of making more choices. That make your thing more yours, you're making it less yours because you want input immediately. And I think a lot of that is fear-based. Like you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I should spend time on this, or I'm not sure if I should spend my money on this, or I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. And so you start giving away your agency and letting other people infect your decision-making process instead of making a thing that's genuinely yours. So I think the earlier the advice the worse off everyone is going to be, the giver and the givey. And I think as you move closer to finishing something or having an actual choice to look back on, the the better off you're going to be. So maybe my stance isn't advice is bad. It's advice can be good, but it exists on a spectrum and you need to have done something concrete before you get the feedback of other people. I, I think you know, t- people will tend to take you more seriously if you have something already produced as well. Cause everybody knows the person who says, I'm going to write that screenplay, you know, I'm working on this, you know, and then, mm-hmm. you know, but that's nothing until they say, now here, look at this screenplay and you don't want to do it, but it's, it's more serious than them just talking about doing it. Yeah. Well, now they've switched it. The guy who says he has a screenplay in his head is kind of a dick. But- <laughs> The friend who won't read the screenplay that his friend put the time into, now that guy is the dick. (laughs) Like, I wrote a 120-page screenplay. It's all of my ideas. It takes these themes from other movies. I love it. I think the dialogue is quippy, and I really want you to read it. If you don't read that, you're the bad person. But if you walk around telling everyone that you're going to be a famous screenwriter someday, and you haven't written a word, you're, you're a terrible person. It's like... As soon as you've completed something, it pushes the the duty of friendship onto the other people. And I, I think that's I think that's really true. You want to push the duty of friendship on other people, but you don't want people to shit on your bird. <laughs> no, it's a baby bird. 
keep that to yourself, which is my fault. I shouldn't have showed you the bird. I should have protected the bird and just been like, nope, there's nothing in that cage. I don't even own a cage. I don't know what you're talking about. It's all fine. No, but I think the the podcasting is a good example where everyone, we, we joke about how many podcasts there are and man, are there a lot, but there's way more people who think they have a really good idea for a podcast. And so I, I do really, really enjoy that we don't belong to that club anymore. We belong to the club of people who have tried. And just doing that makes kind of all of this work worth it. That, that feeling that we've moved from people who talk about doing it to people that did it. And now we're learning as we go. And hopefully the episodes get better and better as we go. We're learning from each other. Uh, I'm learning a lot about you and your rhythms and the way that you think and see things. And I feel like as we keep doing that, we're going to have more more fun dialogue. That's the only way I can think to say it. I think we're going to have a better back and forth. We're going to have a better rapport. And this is going to get um, more entertaining and not less entertaining. But anyway, I do enjoy that we aren't in the club of people who talk about having a podcast anymore. That's That's been a nice thing for me. The rhythms of our human connection are only going to grow into a sweeter jam. Just a real, just a real slop and bop. Just a real slapper. Just a real hit. So yeah, I think advice exists on a, on a spectrum. The earlier in your decision process or creation, the worst. And, and as you move through it, it gets better. What's your, what's your bottom line here? Is advice good or bad? Or are you going to take the easy way out like I did and say that it depends on a bunch of factors and exists on a spectrum? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, what you said is probably true. But I'll just say it's bad. Boom. Just be you. Just to be, just to be Rob about it. Just go do your own thing, girl. If go we have it. to pick one, if that's what we want the show to be, and I don't disagree with that, then I would also say that it is bad. Don't ask anyone permission to be you. Just be you. That's how I would say it. Go break some stuff and then figure out how to fix it. Yeah. That's exactly what life is. And also omelets. Also omelets. You broke the egg and now fix it into food. Mm-hmm. You idiot. You're going to ask the other eggs what they're going to do about these broken eggs? Have you ever like gonna... radically overestimated your ability to repair something? Like I, I broke an RC car as a child and I was like, oh, we'll take it apart and then we'll fix it like on the TV and then we'll put it back together and it'll work. And it was like, well, that's not happening. There's circuits in there. There's no... yes. <laughs> We open it up and I was thinking like gears. And like maybe I the teeth weren't aligned, like in an old clock or something. And then we open it up and nope, it's just it's just a battery pack, a bunch of wires, a very small circuit board, and two axles. I was like, oh, okay, I have no idea what to do. Yeah, I've done that before with TVs and stuff, and you open it up and like, what even is this? There's <laughs> tubes? Is this plumbing? What's going Why on? is there plumbing in this TV? What is happening here? How old was this the TV a- you took apart? I don't remember. Okay. Well, maybe it was a computer. I don't know. It was a laptop or something. There's like, there's tubes. Why are there tubes in here? This isn't wires. Why is this a tube? Is there a water system? Is there a filter? Does this say Arabica beans? What does that have to do with anything? You know, here's crazy. You open things up and then cool. But do that. So you took apart a coffee machine. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. That's why the screen wasn't working. It didn't have one. We got to the bottom of it. 
So yeah, uh, do you want to what, what, what do you want to tell people what we're doing next week or <laughs> keep it keep it keep it a secret? They're gonna find out eventually. You know, they will. Well, that's the thing. We don't have to air it. That's our that's our secret. The thing that we don't have to air this. We don't have to air the next episode. We know both. We don't have to air anything we're saying right now. And if next week's episode is terrible, we can throw it away. That's that's always a thing. Oh. Okay, so just keep them wanting more. Is that what you're saying? No, we can do it, and then we can tell them that it didn't work. That would be fine. I'm I'm fine letting the audience in. Okay. So, so oh, do it. Sorry. How dare you step on me? This is my time to shine. <laughs> I get so little shine these days. So next week, dear listener, we're not gonna do a topic. We're gonna just straight wing it. We're gonna go in there blind and give you we're just gonna open up about who knows what we're gonna explore the rhythms of our human connection yeah Mm -hmm. that's what's gonna happen it's gonna be a real slap and bop the jam yeah this was fun yeah (sighs) excuse me Maybe not that fun, I guess. Cool, Tim. Just yawn. Mm. Oh, nice. For the listeners, it is, it's 11 p.m. Central Standard Time as we finish this recording because we record after our kids go to bed. Fun knows no time, but uh, <laughs> apparently you do. I should have eaten more of the chocolate-covered espresso beans. That's my, one of my things. I eat four of them before our show starts to pet me up a little bit. So, uh, what do you want to do? Like a Wednesday? Maybe next Wednesday we do another episode? Next Wednesday is booked for me. Um, I can do Thursday. Thursday it is, friendo. All right. Well, cool. This was fun. It was fun. This has been Are We Sure This Is Good? with Rob Durland and Tim Mall. You can find us online at arewesuretthisisgood.com. If you want to see things we think are good, check out the Are We Sure This Is Good YouTube channel or follow us on Twitter at AWSTIG. Suggestions or questions? Drop us a line at AreWeSureThisIsGood at gmail.com. From all of us here at Momland, keep those headphones at a reasonable volume, never argue with a drunk, and whenever possible, hug someone you love. We can cut all this out. This doesn't have to be in the show. <laughs> None of this has to be in the show, buddy. We don't have to do the show. This is all optional. <laughs> You're mistaking this whole process. <laughs> Let's just call it a night. We're good. <laughs>